Welcome to Healthcare Unfiltered. It's your host, Shadi Nabhan. I'm a hematologist and a medical oncologist with interest in all aspects of healthcare delivery, treatment, leadership, mentorship, and policy. Today, I have Dr. Adam Sifu back on the Healthcare Unfiltered, but I am hosting Dr. Adam Sifu to tell you about his new gig the new gig with a new podcast that is going to be discussing uh, aspects from uh, patient care, as well as, um, you know, again, uh, uh, from a physician uh, perspective. What that means is, well, let me back up a little bit. Uh, You all know Dr. Adam Sifu, an amazing and talented physician, a professor at the University of Chicago, a real educator. When I was at the University of Chicago, I learned so much uh, from Adam, it's just amazing. Um, The wealth of information that he has uh, is out of this world. And it's really was such a pleasure to work with him and to really learn from him for the years I was at the university. And then uh, Adam started a podcast, Symptoms to Diagnosis, which I was an avid listener to, where he really describes symptoms and how the symptoms that patients have lead to the diagnosis of a particular ailment. Now he is venturing on a new podcast and he's going to tell you about this new podcast. So I'm not going to actually spoil the topic and the venue and how he is doing this new podcast. You got to listen to this, but I can assure you it is patient-centric. It is ultimately patient-centric. All what Adam does is about patients. And that is really important. So when we talk about a new podcast or a new venture, this new podcast, this new venture, it is designed to help ultimately patients. It is going to discuss difficult scenarios that physicians deal with and how this impact patient care. It's going to bring patients to the platform to understand from them what they go through and how we can really optimize, refine what we do to assure that patients receive the best care and they actually have the best experience. Now, don't forget to subscribe to Healthcare Unfiltered, rate the show, subscribe to it, write a brief review, refer your friends and colleagues, visit my website, chadinabhan.com, and watch all of the episodes on my YouTube channel, Chadi Nabhan and Healthcare Unfiltered. Without further ado, the infamous, the one and only Dr. Adam Sifu from the University of Chicago talking about his new gig, new podcast, new adventure on healthcare infrastructure. He's back. He, you know, we cannot get enough of him. Dr. Adam <laughs> Sifu is back on healthcare unfiltered. And, uh, you know, it's it's great because um, not only I learn a lot from Adam, but I also um, have been a big fan of his uh, prior podcast, Symptoms Diagnosis, which I really urge everyone to listen to. But today's episode is um, I wanted to bring Adam on to talk about his new adventure and what he is actually doing on and why and what's the platform and and I'll try to push back because you know me, I have to push back. I cannot always <laughs> take things, you know. Um, Adam, well, welcome back. You know, Thank you very much. Chadi, you are a gentleman and a friend. I'll agree when you ask me to be on. And when I call you and say, hey, I want to pitch a podcast. You're like, sure, come on back. <laughs> yes, well, because I've seen, I've seen your production 
uh, well, I've, I've heard your production. I didn't see it. And uh, I certainly, you know, if you're coming up with something new, it is absolutely something that I want to I wanna learn about and tell people about. But before we do that, before we do that, to set the stage, tell me about the previous podcast, Symptom to Diagnosis, what brought it on, and what are the lessons learned? Because, you know, I presume whatever you've learned from this, you are going to incorporate differently in the new adventure. Sure. That's a great question. So, uh, yeah, so the last podcast, which was called S2D, the Symptoms Diagnosis Podcast, um, I did with Scott Stern. And what um, what sort of instigated that is that, you know, Scott and I have worked for years and years and years since, um, I think, 2002 on the Symptom to Diagnosis textbook, which we originally wrote with Diane Alcorn, and then over four editions transitioned from really authors to author editors. And as you know, everybody's used to, there are people who love textbooks and there are people who don't love textbooks. And I'm a huge podcast lover, obviously. There are people who said, boy, we'd love to hear this. And so Scott and I put aside, whatever, 39 hours um, to record episodes about each chapter um, plus a few more of the textbook. And so those were all episodes around a symptom. So chest pain, hypotension, joint pain, whatever. Um, we organized those around a single case with sort of an expert and somebody trying to figure out the case. And then we wrapped them up with, see if I still remember, um, you know, with with pet peeves, random pearls of knowledge, frequent misconceptions, um, and uh, I don't know, other keys or something. Um, and it enabled us to both um, articulate our clinical reasoning as we work through a case, plus sort of provide some really clear facts about each diagnosis. Um, we thought it would be a hit with um, medical students. And we are really happy to hear that besides medical students, it was very popular with physician's assistant students, with nurse practitioner students, and then with residents and even some, um, you know, senior clinicians who were like, you know, it's kind of nice to listen to a 30-minute test of my knowledge. And I always come out learning a few extra things. So, so we loved it. Hey, I, I mean... I'm a board-certified hematologist and oncologist, yeah. and I loved it. I actually, yeah. you know what I loved about it is uh, you you have good chemistry. Uh, yeah. It, it was very obvious. Like you can, you know, you joke a little bit. You kind of try to stump each other a little bit with certain uh, things. So I, I love that. And I like yeah. the dialogue uh, piece. So uh, how was the reception of that? Like, were you able to get some feedback? We really did. Um, you know, it's it's as as you know. Um, you know, first, I think you know how important the chemistry is, right? There are some people that no matter how you try and ho how well you prepared are, it's just difficult. Um, Scott and I are friends, so that made it fun, and I think a lot of that came through. It's hard with podcasts because often you feel like you are just kind of talking into the ether, right, or releasing bites into the ether. Um, but we actually got some really nice feedback, um, um, both as far as reviews, certainly as far as downloads, but also on Twitter, on emails. Um, and Scott and I were lucky enough to be, you know, invited to a bunch of grand rounds and things like that to do together because people were like, wow, 
you know, we love how you guys work through cases. We love hearing you work together. Is there a way that we could make this live? Um, and some of them were just fun. Some of them were a little bit scary because they had us figuring out cases that we um, had no right to be trying to figure out. Um, but I think we enjoyed it. And my hope is, which is harder, is that I'd, I'd love it to kind of have a life of its own, right? Where it it gets sort of pitched to every new class of medical students going into their medicine clerkship. Um, and I'm trying to figure out a way to, uh, you know, to keep it fresh and sort of repitch it every year. And I don't know, I'll work on that. And, and do I mean, do you make money out of this podcast? Of course not. <laughs> no. but, you, but you know why I say that? Because yeah. I, I also don't make money out of podcasts, yeah. but I think I think it's a labor of love. I, it is. I really it is. I really think that um you know when you do this and spend hours and you're not making a dime of it, I mean it's really yeah. uh people who do that they 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 love it, I think, because right. I mean, you know I mean I think be, you would not you and I are both educators. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time or have over the last 25 years, you know, sort of at the medical student level. Um, you've been at a, I don't know, older, more advanced level, something like that. Um, but this is just, you know, teaching in another way. And um, I love this. It's like a, you know, another creative outlet. I think to put me in your, in your category is, uh, is, um, Huge compliment to me, maybe an <laughs> insult to you, Adam. I would just, I would, you're, you're in a way different class. Since we were faculty together at University of Chicago, I truly uh, always had a lot of admiration to you. But um, thank you. So at least this means that you had no issues that you decided to keep podcasting. So what, you know, what, what's, what's the new gig? Crazy, right? Um, so I, with, um, with, I don't know, you know, a, a clear horizon to my career. Um, I've been lucky enough to sort of think about, you know, what do I really want to do over the next, I don't know, five, six, seven years, um, you know, that I'm sure I'm going to be doing this. And part of that um, was to take a position here with the Bucksbaum Institute for Clinical Excellence, um, which is really a, a wonderful group that's been um, working for about 10 years. Um, and they've done some terrific things at University of Chicago by both recognizing clinical excellence really at all levels, and then to try to mentor people really from the undergraduate years through medical school um, to teach people about how important the doctor-patient relationship, um, you know, the, the sort of practice of medicine, you know, in capital letters is um, to the future of medicine. And uh, the Bucksbaum Institute is interested at this point to try to get um, a little bit more of let's say a platform, you know, outside the ivory towers and outside of the University of Chicago. Um, and that's going to be with journal issues. We have an upcoming supplement to in academic medicine. Um, it's going to be some funding outside the university. It's going to be offering some uh, teaching seminars outside the university. And we thought that a really interesting place to go would be a podcast that is really dedicated to discussing uh, issues around clinical excellence. And the way we chose to do that is to speak to physicians um, about really difficult topics that we all struggle with, 
to talk to patients about their relationship to the healthcare field, and then to also talk to some research who are doing what we what we call Buxbaum adjacent work, um, uh, sort of work in the sphere of of studying the doctor-patient relationship, of of studying interventions um, which may be able to improve that kind of the clinical care that's delivered by by physicians outside of the you know trials of a new drug or a new procedure or a new diagnostic test. So so the the idea is to get more people aware of the mission and vision of the institute, like the. Yeah, I think to to get people aware of the mission and vision, but it's kind of not about us, right? It's it's trying to improve clinical care on a grand scheme. And so the hope is, is that if if I can sit and have a conversation with someone who is really a pro at saying, at breaking bad news in the surgical realm, or has thought a lot about terminating care with patients, or has put a lot of efforts into, you know, how do we address physician burnout? And have a conversation with those doctors, which then doctors, patients, interesting, you know, interested lay people can listen to and get more of a sense of, you know, how medicine should be, um, that maybe we benefit you know, doctors and patients, you know, on a, on a much wider scale than we have in the past. That may yeah. be grandiose, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. I, um, I, I, I like the idea of you are, I mean, what I'm learning is you're, 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 you want to pick topics that are rather challenging right. in, 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 medi- in, in, in clinical care. Right. And you want to bring an expert and have a dialogue with that expert about... Right that challenging problem. What I'm trying to um, link to listeners is how do you bring the Institute into this? Because you could have the same thing in a completely separate podcast and you say, you know, you can call it clinical care, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So I I think the way Buxbaum fits into this is that um, the Buxbaum Institute, one of the things that they have done over the last 10, 12 years um, has been to uh, recognize junior and senior faculty as what they call Buxbaum scholars. Um, And these are people who, through colleagues, through patient feedback, are sort of recognized as as really just doing an excellent job in their clinical work. And then um, where I'm lucky is that I have this sort of panel of physicians that I can look to and I can say, huh, Here's an interesting question, and you know, Chadi, these are the questions that you and I just pop to our head, pop into our head all the time. Um, one of the early episodes is is to think about those patients who come to you for a second opinion, and the second opinion that you're offering is pretty much what the first opinion was, and it's not really what they're looking for. They're hoping to hear something different, and that those can be, um, uh, you know, difficult interactions, right? Um, and to find um, a physician whose practice has been you know, recognized by the Buxbaum Institute and ask that person to come on and say, hey, this is a hard issue. Um, this is a hard uh, visit for physicians to navigate. And it's also a very difficult position for patients to be put in. Geez, I've waited a month 
to hear what this next doctor is going to hear because I wasn't happy about what I heard from the first doctor. And damn, you know, I heard the same thing from the second doctor. Um, and to have a very open conversation about that. Um, the Buxbaum Institute was very excited about this. Um, I have to say, I think they were uh, a little bit hesitant because like, oh my God, you know, you're going to talk about, you know, terminating patient relationships on our podcast. Um, but I want to do is I, I really want to parlay uh, the knowledge and the expertise to some of the more difficult issues. I thought uh, you are going to tell me they were like, oh my God, we don't know. We can't control him. We don't know what he's going to say on the <laughs> podcast. We need like to censor them. Come but on, I am very careful. <laughs> yeah. So, so let, let's maybe give listeners some examples of the, uh, of the topics because, um, it, you know, I mean, do you have those, for example, outlined already for the next year? Uh, is going to be every two, three weeks? And yeah. Uh, how, sure. like, yeah, what topics from the physician perspective? Sure, I can tell you. So um, as I said, we'll, we'll be releasing these about every other week um, and they will be three formats. Um, and when we think about the um, uh, physician-oriented ones, um, some of the initial things we're going to be talking about, a couple I all, already mentioned, um, we talk about terminating care with patients, we talk about burnout, we talk about giving unwanted second opinions, we talk about breaking bad news in a surgical practice. We're going to talk about caring for colleagues. Um, we're going to be talking about caring about, you know, the VIP, uh, that supposedly very important person who maybe is bringing a lot of money to the institution, what challenges those raise. Uh, we're going to be talking about balancing uh, public advocacy with patient care. Um, we're actually going to, we have a great episode, uh, which I've already recorded with a psychiatrist, about countertransference in the patient-doctor relationship, and you know, taking countertransference away from being um, an issue in psychotherapy um, to how it just happens in um, a visit between an internist and a patient, or an oncologist and a patient, where we have strong reactions to an individual, and does that get in the way? maybe of how we can care for this patient and how we need to be mindful of that. Um, so those are some of the uh, you know, initial conversations that we've either recorded or, or have on the books coming up soon. And by the time actually folks are listening to this podcast, uh, you know, few of your episodes would have been released. We are, you know, for transparency, we are taping this before the first episode is released. But uh, by the time this is uh, out, few episodes will be released. And uh, you've been very generous. You actually sent me a pre-recorded uh, short episode, which I really thoroughly enjoyed. Um, are all of these episodes going to be like 15, 20 minutes in length? They are actually. Um, we've we've sort of put an, an absolute limit of 30 minutes. And as we've been recording them, most of them are around 20 minutes. And to tell people you know, what the prep is for these is um, I've been sending um, the physician or the patient who's coming in just three questions. And I say, you know, I don't want scripted answers, but this is just to let you mull this over so you have some thoughts before we go into it. Um, and certainly three questions ends up being a little bit more than three questions because there are follow-up questions and sometimes the conversation gets going a little bit. Um, but I found that that generally ends at about 20 minutes because um, there are a lot of great podcasts out there which are really 
deep dives into people and their thinking, um, one of which is yours, to be honest with you. Um, and what we're hoping to do is to say, look, dive in here, hear you know, a few high-level thoughts about a single topic, and then get out of there. Um, and you know, we think there are enough really good, thoughtful medical podcasts out there. So as we try to figure out, you know, what's a niche that we can fit in? I'm a huge podcast listener. I don't want to replace any of the podcasts I'm listening to. But if there's something that I can add on for like, oh, look, here's 20 minutes while I'm washing dishes, um, I'm happy to do that. Uh, and here's, I think, what intrigued me when we first talked about this. Yeah. Um, where I really think it's very, very different, in my opinion. First of all, your original podcast, Syndrome's Diagnosis, was clearly different. It fulfilled the niche, and uh, I enjoyed it. What I found a little bit intriguing in this new gig of yours is that you are going to bring patients. Yeah. Um, I don't see that often. No. And I want to ask you a little bit about this. A, how easy it is, is it yeah. to identify a patient, first of all, yeah. And then to bring a patient, and it can't be that easy, is it? <laughs> um, it's not that easy. Um, and as you say, as we're recording early, I've recorded a few of these episodes. And I think probably by the time um, this podcast is released, um, your listeners will be able to judge how, how successful they think this idea is. Um, when I thought about this, you know, there were a handful of patients who immediately came to mind, who I know I've had as part of my clinical care of that patient, really rich conversations about um, how they think about medicine and whether it's how they think about being cared for um, as a physician by a physician, if they see the failure of doctors in their ability to communicate, if they see issues with healthcare disparities and are happy to express those, um, um, that those are people who immediately jump to mind to who I could approach and I say, hey, you know, we've had this conversation. Would you be open to having this publicly? Because I think people could really learn from you um, as a, uh, you know, a thoughtful receiver of healthcare. Um, my hope is that over time, and that after I get a few of these out, that I think most physicians have a handful of patients who would be open to that. Um, and those um, discussions will either be between me and that patient or will be between, uh, you know, that patient and their own physician. Um, and we'll see how that works. But I think you know, we for decades now, right, have thought about medical care um, through the lens of shared decision making. And we spend so much time thinking about the doctor side of it um, and how we decide on what diagnostics and what therapeutics and what interventions we're going to do. And we know that we bring that to the table, but we also know that we have to hear from patients about you know, not only their values, but their knowledge, because patients bring so much knowledge to the table these days. And it would be wonderful to get that side of the conversation on, you know, a medical podcast. So you, you, you could bring like a guest physician, for example, and his or her patient, and they can have Absolutely. a conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so um, are there topics off limit? 
<laughs> you know, I mean, I think that uh, we live in a weird environment right now. Yeah. And, you know, you've been on uh, my podcast with the title of Sifu Steering Trouble, because we know <laughs> you're, you're a troublemaker. But, you know, I mean, like, are you going to talk COVID? Yeah. Um, um, you know, I don't, um, you know me, although I stir trouble, I think of myself as being someone who's pragmatic, um, someone who hopefully is not terribly divisive. Um, because maybe a bit of a flaw of mine is that I tend to be somewhat paralyzed by seeing, you know, both sides of an issue. Um, so I think there will be some touchy topics. Um, you know, we do have an episode planned about, you know, navigating political differences with patients, for instance. Um, but I think I hope that what we do is we do a good job just sort of laying the issues on the table and saying, look, this is a way to navigate this in the room with a patient where you know, we're there to do what's best for the patient, right? That's our oath. That's what we're trying to do. Um, and therefore, I don't think much of what we're going to talk about is really going to anger people. Um, I could always be wrong. By the time this is on, I could be canceled, and you know no, you'll have no, to you'll I, have to do away with this. I mean, I think it, it, I mean it depends on on the topic. I mean, I could. I mean, I do think that it. You know, to your point, Adam, you're very pragmatic, and these are really issues that do occur, and you could be at the complete spectrum of the political divide. You could be very left, for example, and you walk into a room and meet a new patient who is clearly very right, either however you really are able to decide that. And, and, and really the question to your expert would be, how do you really, how do you get the emotional aspect of this? Because there is no physician out there, at least in my opinion, that wants to harm anyone. You know, this is the oath that you take. But the emotional aspect becomes a little bit difficult. So it's not like you are going to prescribe a wrong therapy. Right. But but you could be less communicative. Right. Right. You could you could just want to get rid of the you want to just finish the visit faster. If I call you after hours, you may not always respond to me. Like these are the things. You're not going to give me a wrong medicine. Right. But the way you interact with me right. may be less than ideal. Right. And, and I hope, um, and I think this is going to be the challenge, um, but I'm fortunate that at least thus far, um, the physicians that I've been interviewing for this, um, and I think I'm doing this on purpose, you know, I am choosing people who are um, quite experienced, quite, let's say, comfortable in their own, you know, medical practice skin, um, and so are really able to admit their flaws. Um, because, you know, look, do I think I'm a perfect doctor? Absolutely not. Um, yes, you are. <laughs> no, you know, do I understand uh, where I fall short? And it's a lot of the things you talked about, right? Um, are there certain patients who I'm like, Ugh, you know, that's going to be a hard phone call. I'm going to put this phone call off. You know, do I treat all of my patients exactly the same? No, I don't because I'm human. Um, and I want people to be able to express that, to talk about that, because I think we can benefit from those conversations because often it's having that 
that mindfulness and understanding, you know, where you fall short, why you fall short, um, which is helpful, or to discuss those really hard topics that are hard for everybody. But so the next time you're thinking about a patient saying, wow, you know, I've lost my effective neutrality here. I'm not sure I can care for this person anymore. Um, to say, is this the right thing to do? Um, am I biased in the patient's, you know, whose care I need to terminate? Um, is there another way I can approach this person? That that really can probably um, um, help everybody in a way that's far beyond what you learn in like, you know, patient doctor one or advanced communication skills in medical school, which is probably the last time that a lot of us have actually been taught this stuff. You know, one topic I wonder if you considered, I was thinking about this, is um, the discrepancy between how uh, physicians believe they are effective in communicating and whether patients really even hear what they are saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how you would do that without simulation. It's very difficult yeah, to yeah. do. But, you know, I mean, the classic example that we often use when the physician feels that they're totally controlling the pain of a patient and yeah, the patient yeah. is in agony and in pain. Yeah. Have you thought about the contradictory perception of both sides? Uh, I, I, I love that idea. It's funny. I've, I mean, I've thought about that a lot, but not in terms of this podcast. And so I just jotted it down as you say this. I mean, where I see this so often is my patients with chronic pain who I've referred to another physician to help with their chronic pain, whether it be a pain specialist or an orthopedist for joint pain or whatever. And that physician has done an excellent job. You know, they've done an intervention for the pain. They've seen the patient follow up. They've asked, you know, to what percent is your pain controlled? They've documented that, right? And then I see the patient and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy to see that, you know, your back pain is 90% better. And the patient's like, the hell are you talking about, right? Um, and it would, and and maybe the thing to do is to actually bring that doctor and that patient into the podcast to have a discussion and to say, look, you've been working on this patient's pain. You've been doing kind of yeoman's work on this, um, but your impression of relief is different. And it's not just the doctor not listening, right? It's often the patient feeling like, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. You know, I want to make them feel like they're doing something. Um, they're really complicated conversations. But I really, uh, if you can, if you can somehow figure out how to do this, uh, I just think it, it will require a physician who is very confident and comfortable in his Absolutely. own skin. And that's why it's not going to be a junior faculty. Their right, right, confidence right. will be, but but I really think um, many of us uh, would be willing to do that because nobody is perfect, and there's a variety of reasons uh, why this this mis misalignment. How about caregivers? Are you thinking of bringing caregivers into some of the podcasts? It's interesting. So, um, uh, in some of our discussions, in the kind of brainstorming um, um, at the beginning of this. Um, uh, uh, we had talked about that. Um, and right now I do have one person on the schedule who is, um, someone who is, is not my own patient, um, but was a caregiver to my patient. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited to have 
her on um, to discuss not only what it was like, um, uh, you know, caring for her spouse, um, uh, you know, which was very difficult, but what it was like to be at the visits um, with me, um, sort of in a, you know, a three-part relationship. Um, uh, that's all I have planned uh, to start. Um, but I think it's a, it's, I think it's sort of a rich, um, a rich vein to go after. Um, and maybe depending on how that conversation goes, and I'll probably be after this conversation, be picking your brain, um, you know, about what's the best way to go after that, how to have patients on, what sort of environment to have them in um, uh, to get their caregivers involved. I did one episode on caregiver burnout, uh, and I think and I think that is something that is really important. At least in oncology, I saw this a lot because it's all about the patient who has cancer, and the caregiver is feels guilty. I mean, you know, you know, he's the one or she's the one getting the chemotherapy and the treatment. Who am I to complain about? But I think this topic will be interesting uh, to, yeah. think, to, 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 to think about. Let me ask you also another question. Have you, are you, I think we're talking just general topics. Are you going to tackle um, administrative topics? Um, uh, you mentioned burnout. So you intrigued me a little bit because we all know that sometimes the burnout of physicians stems from the administrative tasks and, you know, EMR, all of the good stuff. Um, these could be sensitive topics, especially given your position and, uh, you know, being a faculty member. So how are you going to navigate that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have to say, I, I don't have any, you know, what I would consider like you know, administrative topics on the list. But I think as you frame it, it's very much the case, right, that, that there are things that affect the life of physicians and the life of patients um, that come from not the care we deliver, but how we deliver the care. And we, meaning just, just not just me as a physician, um, but the institution where I am. Um, I, I, I'm not, and I've already seen that come up in um, conversations with patients, um, where I get the, you know, oh, my doctor's wonderful, but, <laughs> you know, and talks more about the hassles of care delivery. Um, I've been pretty comfortable with that so far because I never feel like I'm, you know, disrespecting my institution. Um, I feel like these are pretty common issues. Um, I don't know any doctor who works anywhere, um, who doesn't struggle with the environment they're in. Um, and so I think, although we're not gonna be anonymizing it, um, I think these will be universal struggles. Um, I think everybody you know, complains about getting to their doctor to, to communicate, getting an appointment when they wanna get an appointment, um, uh, you know, working with physicians, staff, you know, nursing who are not always as sensitive and thoughtful as caring as they want. Um, you know, if, if that was only a problem at one institution, it would be an easy fix, right? We close that institution. Yeah. I have to tell you, there's, I mean, the, the idea of the podcast, and I just listened to you, there's so many ideas come to my mind because it's so rich, right? I mean, yeah, it's right. right. You, you, practice, you practice long enough, you can think of so many 
things that you can bring from a patient perspective and a physician perspective. So I love that you're going to bring both views. Are you going to alternate like one week patient, one week physician? Um, so far, the 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 easiest and the richest source has been physicians. Um, you know, as you say, and it's one of the things which makes this attractive to me, especially after our last podcast, because S2D was sort of okay. Look, we got 37 symptoms we want to cover. We've covered those. Obviously, we haven't taught all of medicine, um, but you know, we feel like it's a good start. Um, this. There's not a week that I don't add something else to my spreadsheet as far as another topic. I think this can go on forever. Um, so far, the easiest things, therefore, have been to say, wow, this is a great topic. And the doctor who I want to talk to talk about this with comes to mind almost immediately. Um, I think the patients will be a little bit more work, um, uh, just finding the right person, finding a doctor with the right person. Uh, so I bet those are a little, uh, a little um, less common. And then uh, Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, who you know from your time at University of Chicago, uh, senior cardiologist here, um, who's done a lot of work at Bucksbaum with um, assessing um, applicants for pilot grants um, in the in the sort of um, uh, clinical excellence realm. Uh, he's going to be doing a lot of the interviews with. Um, sort of, you know, PIs and and um, study authors. Um, and so I think we'll be seeing those probably about a third of the time as well. Um, you know, I mean, I'm taping this before I only listened to a pilot one that you shared with me, but I'm definitely going to be a subscriber and a listener. And I would love everybody who's listening to this to, to try and listen to it. Any other I, things you want to share with the with listeners or the team? I was going to say, just to get you on the record, I expect you to, to, to not only be a listener. Oh, I'm going to rate uh, but, it. But for someone, no, I was going to say, for someone who's going to help me with the brainstorming for the list and for a <laughs> guest on a topic in the future, something um, uh, something appropriately difficult for your level of experience. Um, so prepare yourself. Um, no, it's going to be it's going to be great. But what, what else do, well, hold on. The most important piece, have you picked uh, your music? Yes, we have picked our music. Um, our music for uh, the STD podcast was from a hospitalist colleague of mine, Dr. Malin Martinez. Um, people who listen to that podcast will recognize, recognize me saying the music for the STD podcast is courtesy of Dr. Malin Martinez. And she is back with a, another piece um, uh, for this podcast. I think it sounds terrific. And we have a wonderful sound engineer who's also picking out um, very rich comments um, as sort of teasers for these. So um, I'm pretty excited about the way the podcast sounds. Well, you definitely have the best sound. Before we went on the air, I did ask you, you had to send me the information about your <laughs> microphone and all that yeah. because you know I'm getting, getting jealous here. What else could we share with folks um, who hopefully by now are listening to this, but if not, hopefully they, they will do that and they rate it, subscribe to it. And is yeah. it going to be on YouTube? Are you going to do visual as well? Uh, it, it won't be. It'll just be on, um, on podcast channels. Uh, as they say, you'll be able to get it wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and I will be relentlessly um, pitching it uh, both on my Twitter feed, that's at Adam Seafew, and there's a Twitter feed for the Bucksbaum Institute. It'll be showing up there as well. Um, so please do, um, uh, you know, download a couple of um, a couple of episodes, and if you like them, please subscribe and follow along. And both through both through my Twitter feed and through the Bucksbaum 
uh, Institute's Twitter feed. But we are so open um, uh, to suggestions about topics. Um, I hope this is something which you know goes on for years, and um, uh, we will really entertain anything that people throw out there and want us to talk about. Judging how healthcare is, it's going to go on for years. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my picture right now, but hopefully yeah. I'm back. You're back. <laughs> Anyway, um, Adam, this was great. Uh, congratulations on the new initiative. I'm right. really very, uh, very happy for you. And then um, I wish you all the success. I mean, I know that's going to be very successful, but I look forward to uh, be amongst your uh, first listeners. Right, Chadi, um, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. We'll amplify it all together. <laughs> Take care. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. Appreciate you being with me. And I would love to hear your feedback, which you can give to me through my Twitter feed at Shadi Nabhan or by direct messaging me uh, any way that you find fit. You can follow this podcast on all podcast outlets, rate, subscribe, refer your friends and colleagues, and do not forget to write a brief review. I would be forever grateful if you do so. And before I let you go, I'm going to leave you with a saying from Khalil Gibran, who is a Lebanese poet. Out of suffering have emerged the strongest souls. The most massive characters are seared with scars. Until next time, take care.